0: to another episode of the Thoughtful Thursday podcast. Today is a special edition podcast today. Uh, we have with us our own Alex Moss, uh, Arminda Walborn, I like her, I like her. and Jason <laughs> Clark. Uh, and we are doing an episode today talking about worship. And so I thought, who better to invite than three people who you know, do worship stuff. So excited to have you guys here today. Um, So we are going to talk about what is worship? How do we do worship? What does it look like to live life um, with a heart of worship? So we're just going to jump into it today. So I want to start us off with a super broad and maybe unfair
1: question. What is worship? So as I was thinking through that question, I actually Googled worship just to see some of these different ideas of what pops up and whatnot. And I actually stumbled upon one that I actually really like the idea of this. It says, the inner essence of worship is to know God truly and then respond from the heart to that knowledge by valuing God, treasuring God, prizing God, enjoying God, being satisfied with God above all earthly things. I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty good definition yeah. of kind of that yeah. that heart of worship uh, of knowing that, um, you know, like you said, it's such a broad topic. It's impossible yeah. to just put yeah. that into a box. But if I were going to say this is what it is, it's really about having that relationship with God and then responding to that relationship of who God reveals himself to us yeah. in the Bible by worshiping him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think like, um, you know, I've heard it said like we are like God has made us to worship like just it is who we are as human beings made in the image of God. And so like you will worship with your life like uh, worship is like a response and like a really good picture of that is in a arena you go to any sports or like you know you go to a concert people are worshiping like people are they're cheering for their team they're they're Mm -hmm. going all out they show up like dressed in all the Mm -hmm. gear and ready to go like that's essentially worship but like you know we're talking about in the context of having a relationship with God like for me, what I think through is just, it's that response. It's that, man, I am so sold out for my team, yeah. for God, uh, that I can't help, but just, um, live my life and, and respond to him, um, in that way and and go crazy. Yeah,
0: mm. So that idea of, as people created in the image of God, we will worship something. Yeah. Yeah. And so
1: what is it that, we are worshiping. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I, and I feel like in that vein, like we talk about that a lot, like the idea of we get so excited at baseball games and football games and all the things. And why can't we bring that excitement to, to what God's doing in our life, you know, and and in those moments of worship. And I'm not sure what the right answer to that is, Yeah, but it's not just, um, it's, it's not just, here or at that church down the road, or this—it's—it's it's an epidemic yeah. around the world. When you see other people at, at churches and you go to other churches, you know it's like there's this this thing that makes us want to hold back in those moments, maybe out of reverence or how we were raised. Sure. In that, I know a lot of that was, was me. Um But yeah, you're right. Like we will worship something, yeah. And how do we turn that into? It's okay to be fans of sports teams and all that, but then how do we still find that energy and excitement when we worship God?
0: Yeah. I think you've been connecting your, the definition that you read Jay with um, with that idea. And we'll just take the sports analogy a little bit further. Like what do you do when, you know, you're interested in, and you love a team mm-hmm. you care about a team? you, Learn more about them. You watch spring training. You watch the draft. You know the players and mm-hmm. what's going on. Do they have a medical thing that they're dealing with right now? You know, what's, you know, how how are they going to perform better next time? I mean, it kind of blows me away when, you know, talking to some students, the amount of knowledge that they have about mm-hmm. individual players and who they are, where they came from, what they're doing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, knowing every single player on the team, you know, whether they're, you know starting or not and i mean i feel like that falls right in line with your description of worship is is knowing and you yeah. know and then responding to that knowledge and yeah um you know maybe maybe that is a part of why we pe- see people worship at a a rock concert mm-hmm. or a pop concert or a a game is cuz there's this knowledge of the team, the people and a response to it. And, you know, that might be an interesting, you know, thing for us to talk about as we move forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think it is like an overflow, right? It's like this, like, um, you know, you show up, you've, you've like spent that time with God. For me personally, it like the response to worship is so much easier and feels so much more natural when it's like, Hey, this has been my daily process. Like every day I've Mm -hmm. spent time with the Lord and Like, man, when when Sunday comes or whatever, um, that response feels so much more like, man, I can't wait for that. Um, Those weeks where it's like that has maybe been on the back shelf or it's like hasn't been a priority. um, It feels like, oh, this is sort of robotic and it doesn't feel like natural, if you will. It's like, oh, for me, it's kind of like that telltale sign. I think maybe everybody's different. But for me, it's like that kind of is one of those moments where I have to pause and go, oh, man, like. I haven't really been um, spending that time. And, and um, it's, it's kind of a good indicator for me, I think, where I'm at with God. Yeah.
3: Don't treat it as a checklist, but yeah, as an opportunity to spend time with Jesus.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's all about relationship, right? Yeah. I mean, if we don't have that relationship and we're not developing and maintaining and cultivating that relationship during the week, during our times of Bible study and prayer and all the things that we, we should be doing, that we know we should be doing, like you said, when you get to Sunday, it's almost like it's a stranger. You know, God can feel like he's distant mm. and you just don't have that same response. And it's funny because I have a friend who doesn't care about sports at all. And so he, he does to a degree, but not to the degree that I do. And <laughs> I fall into this trap myself of getting super inundated with all the information that I possibly can and researching and following and all this stuff. And I'm like... Find myself, you know, like living and dying on everything that happens with my team. And when they lose, it's like, don't talk to me today. It ruins my day. You can literally day ruin your morning. day. need
3: your morning process. And, and yeah. he's
1: always, my, my friend is always like, dude, you're not on the team. They don't care about you at all. Why do you care so you much? Are. And I'm like, I don't know why I care so much, but I do, you know. But then you think of it, you know, and to flip that on its head and say, we are actually part of God's kingdom, and we do have a stake and a belonging in what happens and what will happen in the future. Why wouldn't I be infinitely more excited about what's happening in this kingdom that I'm actually a part of and on this team and and going to be part of this one day? Um, I can't really answer why I do those things, but yeah, it's interesting. Well,
0: um, you know, we're we're talking about worship, but I think that in this specific episode, I want to talk and and kind of focus on worship through music and what does it look like to worship God through music and uh, maybe this worship topic is one that you know we kind of continue in future episodes where we talk about different aspects of worship, but um, kind of starting off to talk about the music side of worship. Um Is there anything in the Bible that maybe you guys are aware of that might surprise people about worship through music
2: mm-hmm. i I think so um one of one of those for me that like i've kind of discovered over the years is is psalms is the literally if you open up in the in your Bible like kind of in the middle um psalms primarily are just songs. And unfortunately the, the melodies have been lost to time, but you open those up and most of them are written by David as as a lot of us know. Uh but there there are over and over again just these songs describing like who God is. But I think something surprising is is that worship through music looks can look so different and it's so unique. And you read some psalms that describe like let's worship God with clanging cymbals and instruments and like basically David's like Let's get loud y'all. Like yeah. God is worthy of our praise and let's let's go all out. And then you have Psalms where David is he's mourning. He's describing how difficult life is right now and God are you there and and kind of these reflective notes but something that I've I really love that may be surprising to some people is is worship through music is something that's not just for the here and now. Uh, it's something that God's created. And I mean, he created melody, created music, all of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's something that's going to continue into eternity. And I pulled this scripture up, but it's just, it's really powerful. Just kind of this picture of, of heaven and how amazing it's going to be. And John is penning all this and writing what he's seeing and, and he says this in Revelation 7, uh, verse 9. He says, After this I saw a vast crowd, too, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language. Literally every single person is represented. It's not just one people group. It's every single person. They were standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. So they're in the presence of God. They were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands. And they were shouting with a great roar salvation comes from our god who sits on the throne and from the lamb and all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings and they fell before the throne with their faces to the ground and worshiped god they sang amen blessed, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our god forever and ever Amen. Mm -hmm. I I just see that. And like, I don't know about you guys, but like that just gives me so Mm -hmm. pumped. It's like, but it's through worship. It's through song. It's this like, you know, and I just think about it for me growing up, I grew up in the church and I remember thinking about heaven one day. And honestly, the way that people described it, I don't know what your guys' experience was, but part of me was like, it sounds boring. Like (laughs) we're just going to (laughs) sit on clouds and like praise (laughs) the Lord all day long. Like, wow, that sounds, I mean, (laughs) okay, God, heaven one day, I should be excited about that. Why am I not? But like that right there is a picture of man, people who have been, who have experienced the glory of God. In my mind, I just, I just think about times like, you know, where's the one place that I want to be all the time where I feel safest, where I feel connected, where I feel like completely whole. Um, You know, it's experiencing that. Every single moment, yeah. and it, it, this response, like what the Bible is describing, the response that we have in that moment is to just praise God yeah. through singing, and um like heaven's not gonna be boring, <laughs> and right. like what we get to do here right now in singing is just like a tiny reflection, I think, of what what we're gonna get to do, so yeah,
3: absolutely I mean, and well and when you step back and you think about how God is creative, like he took the time to create us mm-hmm. and yeah. So when I think of worship through music, it's like, this is me responding back to Jesus and my creative elements and how I can use my gifts to glorify him and be creative in that. And then it's just, it's exciting. It's fun. And yeah. sometimes you get a little crazy and carried away and forget where you are <laughs> at moments like that on Sundays where, yeah. uh, you know, when you're just in the presence of God and uh, in a sense, you kind of become undignified for him. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks because mm-hmm. you want to respond to Jesus with this this heart of creativity and surrender so yeah I don't know it's pretty awesome
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and I think that that picture like you're talking about of becoming undignified almost yeah um you know Nick and I talked about that a little bit yesterday um j- just thinking through this idea that I don't know maybe it's surprising to learn that there's a picture of King David um mm-hmm. and there's many faces of King David as Alex was saying, just in, in you can see the, the vastness of his character in the Psalms that he writes. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this picture of him coming in to a Jerusalem, word, a word picture. Yeah, a, a word not picture, a, not a, not an actual picture. That would be kind conf- <laughs> of oh, there might be boy. hieroglyphics somewhere or something, some Probably. some scrolls that we haven't found They'd yet. Be cool. Sorry, <laughs> but there's this word picture of David, David coming into Jerusalem, celebrating um, the fact that the ark had been recovered, and as he's coming in, he's dancing before the Lord, and he's actually completely naked. Um, and this did not make his wife very happy, who was looking on from a window Ooh, and David. scorning him (laughs) not what she wanted to see happening and she didn't feel like this was very kingly Um, and and to be honest by our definitions of kingly it probably wasn't very kingly Um, but he didn't care because yeah. he was worshiping God the way he felt like God was worthy of being worshiped with, with all of his might and all of the, uh, everything that he had. And in that moment, that's what he felt led to do. Yeah. Yeah. Not that we're suggesting to do that. <laughs> the Please Thoughtful Sunday don't. morning. <laughs> the Thoughtful Thursday podcast does yeah. not do <laughs> do endorse, not do disclaimer, <laughs> encourage or yes. endorse yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. naked <laughs> worship in public. <laughs> but to get to the heart of that is something that I think we've talked about as a team a lot, as a staff a lot lot. Just the idea that what I desire for people is I want them to feel free to worship in whatever way God is laying on their heart to do that. And I've had multiple people at different points in time. And someone just fairly recently come up and say, you know, sometimes I just want to get out in the aisle and dance. And I'm like, do Do it. it. Let's go. You know, um, because that's, it just takes that first person to take that step that I know so many other people are feeling in their heart Mm. and are just too scared because, well, what are, what's my wife going to think? What's my mom and dad going to think? What are people behind me going to think if I start acting crazy, you know? And I think that we talk ourselves out of worshiping Mm. the way God calls us to more often than we actually obey what he's, asking us to do. And, and and that's what my heart is. And I know that's what your guy's heart is, is for people to be able to just be free in worship. Yeah. Yeah. I think
2: it's interesting to like, you know, it's, I, I'm a total nerd. Uh, I love doing research and stuff. And one of the things that's just fun is when you, when you start to see science, like start to, kind of unpack and explain things that we already see laid out in scripture. You know, we're told in scripture, we're, we're made in God's image. We're fearfully and wonderfully made all of that. And it's really amazing. Like how, how specific and how important music is yeah. in our brains and how we wire. I mean, you think about it. it's like, I can remember some dumb jingle that I listened to as a kid <laughs> that I I may not be remember. I may not be able to remember how to do math, but I can remember, Same. you know, this uh, one right uh, now, uh, <laughs> I'm loving it, uh-huh. but it's like amazing because I think how, when you, when you attach that to why worship through music, isn't just a, you know, it's not something that Christian radio c- created or discovered. It's not, you yeah. know, yeah. something that Chris Tomlin made you know it's like there is something very holy and something very um very godly about worshiping god through music because there is you can there's so much that it's attached to music yeah. that i think is really powerful and you know that we see like culture kind of has hijacked right it's like you know yeah. there's so many so many messages that are proclaimed that are attached to music that you know i think about working with students it's like a lot of times you're singing songs and you're, you're reframing your mind in a certain direction yeah. and you don't even really think about how that's maybe affecting you. But yeah, I think that's something too that's just super, super amazing and super powerful about, about worship through music is that um, it literally, it affects how we think.
3: Yes. Yeah. Changes your mood too. Yeah. Like yeah. It truly does
1: yeah, well, and like you said, minda, earlier, God is creative, yeah everything that we experience was created by God, yes. all our all of our emotions, all of our uh, highs and lows, and all the things that we can feel were created by a creative God, and the things that we experience through the senses that he 's given us were created by God, and so you think of like I was thinking about this when when someone walks out if you're in a place like the Smoky Mountains and you walk out on the edge of a cliff and you watch this sunset yeah. over the valley and you can see the trees it's just there's this sense of awe and wonder that creeps up in all of us mm-hmm. like there's there can't be anyone who can't see that and just not be like wow, that's beautiful. And maybe they don't connect that back to God, but ultimately that's really what it is, right? It's it's God showing us, hey, this is who I am. I've created this. He's created us to awe and wonder in that creation. And that's where music comes in, right? Is It's a natural expression. It's a musical expression of our awe and wonder of who God is. And so it's that same thing of just going, wow, this is beautiful, but in musical form with words yeah. that are set to music. And so, um, yeah.
0: And what a beautiful thing it is that God and his creativity, Mm -hmm. um, gave, gives us the ability to be creative and to create ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's something that's, that's so beautiful. Yeah. And the fact that we can create things that point other people back to God and, you know, cause them to lean into him more yeah. is just super cool.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, uh, I w- and we weren't planning on talking about this, but as we were just prepping for for the podcast today, uh, Alex brought up this idea of worship fails, and I uh, I think it's a great <laughs> oh, a great thing to talk about, and we can kind of laugh at ourselves now that we've cried. Oh, uh, man. But are like there, the tears. Are there are there any kind of worship fails that you guys have had over your years of leading worship together and <laughs> can, never
3: ending? Oh my word. Every week there's something
2: that we can share and giggle about. And. Oh man, I feel like we have, so, okay. So some, some people may not know, uh, Nick, Minda and I, we, we kind of went through adolescence together. Uh, you guys even we even, even before worship. that, oh, so yeah. our families were really close growing up. Um, so yeah, so it felt like our our families were just kind of extensions of each other and stuff. So yeah. you and I uh, started leading worship together in our youth group. Our youth yeah. pastor was our youth pastor and our worship leader at the same time at our Dude. old church. Yeah. And so shout out to Mike Cole. Let's yes, go, Mike Cole. Mike Cole. If you're listening. Ooh. We love you. And look what you did. Yes. You created some awesome. Yeah. Uh,
3: well, <laughs> elements of worship. Hopefully. <laughs> and you got to watch the fails along the way. <laughs> but there, yeah,
2: there were some train wrecks. Um, I just, I remember one particular Sunday and we were given the keys to lead worship and it was great. And it was like one thing after another went wrong. I, I can remember one specific moment where we were in the middle of this really somber kind of reflective moment. Everybody's mm-hmm. eyes are closed and it was either my microphone or yours. It was I can't, yours. It was mine. It was, yep. And it was just like, everybody's really quiet. Way. And I had, I, I had this nervous thing when I would lead worship, I would, I would have to hold the microphone all the time like I just had to have I just wanted this like like a little raccoon it was a little raccoon yeah it was like the security (laughs) like I just needed to know that it was there I guess and I had messed with it so much that I had worked it off of the stand and so when I let go everybody's eyes were closed it falls off and hits my music stand and just (laughs) boom (laughs) this really loud noise and then it falls on the floor. And so I'm like scream And after you were my leading microphone. that song too. So it's not like
3: you could just let it sit there. You had to
2: oh, pick was... the
3: microphone back up. And we
2: were like, oh I my wanted gosh. to die. I wanted to just leave yeah. the stage. And- was that? At youth group, or oh, on a this was on, a was on a Sunday morning, morning. Oh, no. oh, man. In, yeah, I'm I cannot believe it's nowhere to hide, Dude, <laughs> no. you're, exposed. you're right there. Yeah. And of course, you like look up, and everybody's like, Whoa, you know, yeah. their eyes are open and they're looking right it's at like you.
3: How to kill a moment with the Lord, <laughs> <laughs> just throw a microphone on a metal.
2: <laughs> I was, I oh, was, was mortified, so and I'm surprisingly, they, they let me come back and, and do more, so I guess I didn't know moment. was it ruin the, the same moment.
3: Sunday. Oh, this was awful, I think it was the same Sunday. Where we had the three guitarists <laughs> and they all started a different rhythm at the same time. Oh, and like our lead pastor was super chill, really encouraging, <laughs> and always like, you know, great job, guys. I know you worked so hard with this, da da da. Well, that particular Sunday, he was like, well, we all have those difficult Sundays every once in a while. And we were like, oh man, that means we didn't
2: do Translation, it. Like Translation, you guys that did that a terrible was job
3: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll come back. Yeah, he's just like, you know, we all have those days and I'm like, "Oh man." <laughs> it was rough. And like the worst part is when all of the guitarists started off, they just kept going. Like we went through <laughs> a verse and a chorus and we we're like, "Let's just stop." It was like wa-
2: like watching A a train wreck just unfolding. (laughs) Right. And you couldn't stop it. Yeah, no. And you're on the train. You're on the train. You're You're on the train. train.
3: (laughs) How do we
1: stop this thing?
3: Even like with all the gestures, I was like, stop, stop, stop. And they just kept going. They were all into their thing. I'm like, can't you hear each other? Oh, Oh, it was, it was. Yeah, and normally I'm pretty chill with that stuff. I'll yeah. be like, oh, well, we'll just push through. We'll find a, rith- a rhythm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it never happened. Um, So that was very, it was a very humbling moment. The
0: rhythm was slippery. Oh. Get a the rhythm voice. was going to get you.
3: Oh. <laughs> like our congregation, they were so sweet. Like you would look out and we were like, yeah, maybe you'll get there. And then, hey, yeah. So anyways, uh, that was, it was very, incredible. it was not very easy.
0: humbling. Do you have any good ones, Jay?
1: Um, yeah, actually for the first year that I led worship at the church that I was at before I came here, I was just a nervous wreck. I was constantly worried about everything. I I have dealt with anxiety through Mm -hmm. my life and it really manifested itself in some uncool ways (laughs) when I first started leading worship and I would just, I knew that my cheeks would get flushed and my ears would get red and the more I thought about it, the more red they'd get. And so I just battled. just being nervous the whole f- forever. And so in the middle of this, and I think you and I have talked about this, I don't know if you remember this, but we've talked about <laughs> the fact that I had this weird thing happen and I've never had it since, <laughs> but I got sweaty shins. Like my yes, shins would drip. like, so like nasty. Rolling just your so wet. specific. Yes. Just below the knees. Weird, super, just from my knees down. <laughs> And, like, I couldn't replicate it if I tried. like, And that was all that would sweat. And you had to wear a dress pants, right? Well, that was the thing. Oh, was we, we were in a space at that church where we couldn't wear jeans, so I'm wearing khakis. Oh. And you know how water spots look on khakis. Yeah. It's like it oh, immediately no. just, yeah. just starts to absorb. So... Wow. I would stand there as still as I possibly could <laughs> thinking Lord God just help my pants not to touch my legs right now be, my, be
2: with my moisture. shins God. and
1: inevitably I'd get off and, I, and I'd and think oh, okay cool we're done and the whole time I'm just thinking just let me get off the stage just let me get off the stage <laughs> oh, which isn't a good headspace to be in as you guys know when you're leading worship
3: yes because you're not focused
1: and I'd get oh. off and I'd look and I'm like oh man big blotch over here or whatever and I'm oh, just nice. no one ever said anything to me about it but I could just imagine and they're like, what is wrong with this kid's legs? So this
3: is why you wear ripped jeans now, right? For <laughs> so, ventilation. So, so,
1: not, so I, I learned <laughs> a, to wear darkly to colored it. khakis. <laughs> and and it, it was about a year, a year and a half that we finally changed over to being able to wear jeans, which don't oh, man. have as big of an issue dumb. with that. But yeah, it was it was tough. I was super embarrassed all the time.
3: So before you get all judgy. People, when we wear, wear like holy jeans, it's because we need
1: yeah, right. yeah, yeah when you when never
3: know if somebody's gonna have a, sh- a sweaty shin, correct? You know, no.
2: <laughs> maybe, correct. maybe weird, like, like sweating in weird places is part of being yeah. a worship leader. Oh Minda, Minda, oh. you have, you have, a, a, I wasn't gonna call her out on this, starting? I let her go, but <laughs> this is, I feel like we, we're here to be honest, right? Yeah, uh
3: oh, vulnerable. Here we go. So, my <laughs> eyebrows sweat like crazy. <laughs> Every Sunday. She and the TV worst UK part, and no, No, hey, it is what it is. Okay. Let the record reflect. I mean, <laughs> it was Alex that brought this up. Well, we have like the big cameras on Sunday, so you probably have noticed already. But like, you know, the worst part is like my eyebrows get super sweaty. Just my eyebrows. And then like if it dries, it gets salty. <laughs> so Jason actually said, hey, we're going to call you Dead Sea. For, do you remember that? You're uh-huh, like, <laughs> I do. we've had these jokes of where I should wear like a headband. Just over my eyebrows, yes. draw some eyebrows on yep. it and be yes. like, we're good to go. But um, yeah, we haven't moved that far yet. So.
1: <laughs> but I can relate. Oh, to the a sweatiness.
3: Well, one time it dripped into my eye. Oh, that was oh, the yeah. worst feeling ever. Then you're so.
1: blinking a lot.
3: Yeah, you're like, I can't see. <laughs>
1: Now does that happen like is it just when you're leading worship or is there any stressful when moment I'm, in your life that happens when I'm stressed happens? out yeah. like yeah. when I'm crazy stressed out which is, yeah. which is you're every in front of people <laughs> anytime
3: I'm in front of people like right now we're talking I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> I <I'm> feel <laughs> like perspiring
1: <laughs> and you used to be able to blame it on the lights like at the other campus those lights was like a out furnace it was pointed at you but now our LED lights don't throw off no. quite as much nope. heat so hey, nope. listen
3: I no longer That's get a tan okay. anymore.
1: There's no when judgment I'm on here. Stage, yeah. no judgment. Thank you for bringing that up, Alex. Oh, You're welcome. Yeah, thanks.
3: What do Sorry. you do? I got to think about what you do. Oh gosh, just,
1: he he just leaves his light on his phone when I oh, yeah. doing worship. I just you didn't do talk things, about that worship fail. I just <laughs> yeah. do things to humiliate
2: myself.
3: Has a really spiritual oh man, moment. guys,
2: yeah. <laughs> I I was trying to share a very uh, thoughtful moment on a Sunday when I was leading, and I pulled my. This is why, guys. I need to just. I just need to use the good old fashioned paper Bible, like you know, like Grandma yeah, uses the Lord's, Lord's the Lord's word. word right. Not on my phone. <laughs> I learned my lesson because yeah, I I turned. I don't know. I don't have. No, I have no memory of doing this or how. But somehow, oh, when I pulled my phone out of my pocket, I hit the flashlight, <laughs> and the whole time I'm sharing. I am the, the poor first row. They probably got blinded
1: because I'm <laughs> like shining in my light. Well, and on the camera, it was like, ah, oh, like this <laughs> blinding light. And Daniel and I were just really happy that you did that. <laughs> <laughs> this was just a couple of months ago. Oh, yeah. This yeah. was, you can go back and
2: watch. For, I think it was during first service. Yeah, yeah. it was. My eyebrows
3: were sweaty just a couple weeks ago. So it's still it's Because a I very love and care about you.
0: I took that service off of YouTube and left second, <gasps> second <gasps>
1: service up. There you go. Yeah. Dude, you're Aww. a true friend. I know. If anybody oh. wants to see it, though, I'm sure there's still. Uh, a oh, I will somewhere. totally give you. I, actually, I have
2: connections, and, and how you. Can, I actually like, have a
3: screenshot
1: <laughs> on my desktop oh
2: my of you
1: standing there yes. with your light shining. Yes. Because I'm like, yes. I'm going to need this at some point. Yep.
2: Can we make a wallpaper that
1: actually, our church? We'll, can we'll just need have, it for this. We'll need yeah. it for
2: this. So
0: if you're on YouTube, you've already been watching the <laughs> the go. thumbnail. So yeah. thank you oh, for that. Weird. This little light of
2: mine. Just gonna let it shine. You did. You let it shine. Sure let he, it shine. Let it well, shine. and the
3: worst part is, like, what you were sharing was so powerful and so deep, and it was then overshadowed afterwards, by Afterwards, everyone's like, "Um, did you know your, your flashlight was on?" It's like, <laughs> I think that really? there, I. So distracting.
0: <laughs> I think that everything is spiritual because yeah. that's who God is. I also don't want to over spiritualize the fact that you have fat thumbs and maybe you just you just <laughs> yeah. hit a button. But I think that there there is a reality. <laughs> Let's see. Right? Are they? And I've, I've had this, I'm not, he probably doesn't actually have fat thumbs. I'm I just know. saying I'm that.
3: Now he's going to cut his thumbs off. He's all insecure.
0: I don't
1: think he's going to go that <laughs> far. <laughs> no. I hope. I like, I mean. Sorry, that trails off of the <laughs> pineapple haircut. Oh, okay. <laughs> um,
0: but there, there have been plenty of times over my time when I was the youth pastor where, you know, you, you feel like God's putting on something on your heart and you share it. And yeah. then there was something stupid yeah. that yes. happened and which just took people away from it. And you just, in some of those situations, you're like, man, Satan was fighting extra hard, Yeah, you know, and maybe it wasn't, but I think that there's definitely times where, you know, Satan doesn't want people to worship God. He wants people to be distracted and and so on. But Oh yeah. Well, thank you guys for sharing some of those fails. Let's continue. (laughs) Um, And, and maybe this might connect to failure in a little bit. I don't know. Um, What as worship leaders, um, what is your biggest challenge when it comes to leading worship? Uh, your like personal challenge—is there something that kind of gets in your way, or you find as a, a struggle for you?
3: Well, I think that you know, when we pick out the music, pick out the the songs, like we pour a lot of time into it, we pray about it. We don't just choose songs that we think are, um, I don't know, cool or whatever. Just that we are our favorites. We take time to really pour into it. And so, you know, when you're up there on stage and you're excited about what you're singing and who you're singing for Jesus (laughs) and you look out and there's just this spiritual heaviness in the congregation. Like you can just literally feel the weight of everyone's stress and frustration or maybe something that's really difficult. That's happening in life right now. You can feel it. It's like a wall. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, And when you see that, then there's this lack of response. And so it's almost, the best picture that I can paint is like, you know, when w- I feel like when we worship, we're projecting this, um, I don't know, like this light. <laughs> and then it's pushing against this wall of darkness. Yeah. And sometimes it feels like the darkness is just swallowing up all of that. I don't know, the what you're trying to project and what you're trying to, to sing out and proclaim over the congregation and over your own life and to, to Jesus. Like, you know, it's, it's essentially like a prayer when we worship, you know, we're declaring these things to Jesus. And when you look out and it's just silence or arms are crossed, or, you know, you can, you maybe even know about some people that are really struggling with something, it can really drag you down. And, um, and it's, it's Mm -hmm. disheartening because like maybe for, for me, I'm, in the presence of the Lord, like I can feel it. And then when you know that everyone else is just kind of shoving it away, or some people are shoving it away and don't want to have anything to do with it because life is hard, it's draining. It's, it's can be discouraging and you feel physically exhausted. At least I do after that. And when you walk back and cause you want, you want everyone to feel that joy and to feel the presence of God. And I know that the word experience sometimes can seem cliche, but you want like, You want to experience his goodness and his his joy and his um rejuvenation. Um and it it's challenging. It's really challenging because then you're like, Oh, I did one service, now I gotta do another one and is it gonna be worse than the the whatever service you were in before? Like it just then your thoughts creep in and um and it's it's hard, you know. You gotta go out there with everything that you have and um and you feel like sometimes it's all for nothing. And it's not for people it's for jesus so it's hard to not get mixed up in that yeah um that idea of worshiping because you want we want to have a response but because you want people to experience the presence of god so
2: yeah i don't know that's hard for me (laughs) i heard a quote the other day it was we don't worship god because life is good yeah we worship god because he is good yes and yeah like that for me like that changes everything right it's like it is so many times a for me it can be a a just a simple perspective shift of okay God is good even though my week has been horrible mm. uh, I feel tired we have two little kids right now so we're mm. not sleeping yeah um, they're both sick right now so we're really not sleeping um, and w- when I am physically tired when I feel like I've just been pressing against a wall um, it can feel really difficult or even maybe mechanical sometimes to go okay I'm I'm, to be filled with joy and to respond and worship is so hard but like what I realize is so many times it's because my my mind my frame of reference or my paradigm that I'm looking through is I am focused on the wrong thing I'm I'm focused on Mm -hmm. you know the heart and not that we pretend like okay we're the presence of God so everything's happy everything's (laughs) fine like a switch yeah yeah it's
3: not like that it can't be
2: Yeah. Like, I mean, like God wants, like he invites that, like, Hey, bring that. Mm. Um, but instead of focusing all of my attention on the thing that I am maybe struggling with or whatever, like pull that focus. And, um, you know, like David says, um, you know, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Mm. It's just that reminder of, okay, even in the midst of life, not being good, God still is. Mm -hmm. And he's worthy of my worship. And so there's that response. Um, yeah, I think for me, my challenge is, is just that like, it's, I, I have a hard time. I'm a terrible liar. (laughs) I have been since I was a kid. So like, if I'm not doing good, it's hard to like manufacture that. Um, I feel like I'm coming across as fake. And, and so I think sometimes it is like, that can be the challenges. Okay. As a worship leader, I am, I am bringing people into the presence of God and I need to deal with my, my sin, my issues, my maybe lack of focus on him ahead of time. So I'm not bringing that in. And I think, you know, that's just, that's just been a, I mean, it's, it's always a struggle, but like for me that, that maybe can be one of those challenges that I have to wrestle with. And, Mm. um, you know, it is crazy. Like, cause yeah, a lot of times the, the moments where leading worship, I feel like, uh, that just, that just felt, you know, a little mechanical or I wasn't in it. Uh, it doesn't discount the fact that, Hey, God's still good and yeah. he can still work through our weaknesses. Um, but I do find like, if I'm not, if I'm not keeping my focus where it needs to be, it's, it can really affect that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think to speak to that as well, um, kind of what Mike touched on Sunday morning before we started both services, um, just that idea of expectation, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. it starts at home when we're yes. getting up and getting dressed and, and there's so. this time that happens between when we walk out. Well, for me, it's about 30 seconds before when I walk out the door <laughs> to get to church, but for most people, and I can relate to when we weren't next door to the church, um, There's the rush that happens on Sunday morning, right? I mean, if you've Mm -hmm. got kids, you're rushing to get them dressed and get their teeth brushed and food in their belly, and you're getting out the door, and you're probably running out in a whirlwind of, we're going to be late, and you're getting, you're irritated maybe Mm -hmm. with each other, and Mm -hmm. everyone's at each other's throats, and you get in the car, and you drive to church, and it's silent, and everyone's mad, and you get to church, you get the kids dropped off, you get in the sanctuary, and you just plop down. You just want to be there and (laughs) and relax. Yes. And, And I get that. I really do. I can totally Um, empathize with that feeling, but I just wonder how much preparation is going into the fact that we're not just walking into an auditorium where we're going to watch a play. You know, we're we're literally going into, we're not consumers. Yeah. We should be participants in in what's happening. And, And I think that's a hard switch to flip. And I get that. It really is. And the expectation of, what's about to happen if we don't start that when we go to bed the night before and start praying through that and thinking through that and thinking, you know, God, how can I allow myself to be in a space where I'm ready to worship you in the morning. I, I know personally I'm preparing as much as I can the night before mm-hmm. and just just praying that God will work through me, um, reveal anything in me that needs to change and in order to be able to bring people into a space of worship mm-hmm. where they can worship him. It, the, the magnitude and gravity of what we do is not lost on me, and I don't think it's lost on anyone on the team that we're literally – Leading worship of an Almighty God and the responsibility that that brings is is great. Yes, but there's also a responsibility on people who are coming to do this as well, right? I mean, it's not just them following people singing stuff. It's literally them singing back their worship. And and so my prayer is always that, uh, my my struggle is always, how do I best prepare people to do that? Mm. What am I doing during the week? What are we doing on the hundred and however many hours there are before that one hour that we get to actually worship um, 167. There you go. 160, there's 167 hours in a week.
0: Uh, if you, 168. So okay. there's one hour. So there's we're here. one
1: hour that we're here. Yeah. So I mean, that's a lot of time where a lot of life happens in that space. And to switch, to, to flip that switch where you just all of a sudden walk in and I'm ready to worship and I'm fully engaged. Yeah. It's, Difficult to do if you're not actually taking time to prepare for that time. So mm-hmm. if you just expect I'm going to walk in and I'm going to immediately be worshipful and, and ready to go, that's just not really, at least that's not the way that my mind works. Right. Um, but similar to that struggle, my struggle specifically is I struggle to switch the flip the switch from practice mode to worship mm. um, because we come in. Hair on fire. Well, most of us hair on fire, not myself.
3: <laughs> May have happened if literally have. one time. head on fire.
1: <laughs> but you know, we're running through what what people don't see behind the scenes are all the things that happen from seven o'clock in the morning on. You know, we're all coming in. We're trying to get our instruments on. Do they work? No, they don't. What's wrong? This and that. There's, Voices are weak. There's always something <laughs> that's happening. You know, we're we're trying to do this and that, and then we're w- running through practice. And we're trying to make sure everything's right. We're walking through all the transitions. How does this feel? so that we can be as least distracting during those moments of worship as possible. Mm -hmm. So that preparation happens, and then all of a sudden it's just switched from that to, okay, now we're actually leading worship. And so I struggle um, sometimes to, if there's a bad morning, you would say, for Mm -hmm. practice where nothing goes right or you're spending a ton of time on something that you didn't expect to spend time on, and now you're in this frustrated state of mind rather. And now it's like, okay, get out there and lead worship. Yeah, And so I find myself having to be very intentional and it all comes back to preparation again, right? Like if we're not coming in as a team prepared, we're going to have mornings like that, which I can honestly say is so few and far between. We've been so blessed with such a fantastic worship team that I just don't worry about that. So it's weird when it does happen. It's not a regular occurrence (laughs) where I'm always worried, but when those times do happen, and inevitably, inevitably they do, where there's something we can't control that happens, it, it's hard to go from panic mode to okay, get out there and act like nothing's wrong. Yeah. mode. Well, so in the back of your I mind, you're
3: like, eh, are we gonna have the same problem we had?
1: Right. <laughs> Not because yeah.
3: we want us on perfect, but because it is distracting. Yeah. Is this something... gonna happen? And, yeah.
1: And whatnot. Yeah. So, so I think, and that's why we we try to encourage our team. Look, there's there's things that we just can't control. So mm-hmm. whatever happened up until just. A moment ago, just forget it. Yeah, we're gonna go out there, and, and if we have to turn the whole thing off, and we just have to walk out there with an acoustic guitar and no microphones, we're gonna lead worship for our church. Yes, yep. so love that.
0: Uh, this is a a question I was excited to ask you guys, um, and I'm uh, well. I'll just I'll just jump into it. If you guys had an opportunity to preach a message about worship,
1: what is the lesson? that you guys would want to teach. So honestly, I mean, when we talked about this beforehand, uh, it was very clear to me what what that would be. But it's kind of like without being repetitive, it's, it's just a conglomeration of everything we've kind of talked about. It's just that that idea, what I had written down is that it's really a lifestyle. It isn't confined yeah. to one hour a week. Mm-hmm. God wants a relationship with us, and when you're in a relationship, you communicate, or that relationship doesn't grow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it comes back to that intentionality factor of just saying, yeah. I'm going to be intentional about this relationship in the 167 hours that I've got before I walk into a building and worship with other believers. Yes. So if that personal relationship, you know, we liken this back a lot of times to a marriage that if you're not communicating with your spouse, things are probably not problem. going very well yeah. in your house yeah. Uh, yeah. or you're just ignoring each other. And that's not a great thing either. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, so, I mean, it, all relationships are 100% dependent on communication. Yep. And I think, Maybe that's one of the weird things about worship that people don't understand is kind of like what we talked about earlier is that how do you have a relationship with someone who seemingly doesn't talk back to you, but... (laughs) that's why we have the Bible. We have God's communication to us and that communication is real and that relationship is real. And when you experience it, you understand what it feels like. But to the outside world, I can see how a lot of people would just say, this doesn't make any sense. How do you, how do you have a relationship with an invisible force? You know? Yeah. Um, so that's what I would want to communicate in, in a message is just, and I'm not sure how you would unpack all of that in 30 minutes, which (laughs) is probably why they never give me a (laughs) sermon to preach. Because they're Come like, Let yeah, Jason we, we don't we don't have four hours <laughs> to, yeah. to be here. We're going back to the old Baptist revival. Yeah, you're, I was just yeah. gonna say you are gonna flip on Baptist yes. mode. And- <laughs> yep. Bring your snacks, Billy Sunday style. style. <laughs> <laughs> your snacks. We're gonna set up a tent in the backyard. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: yeah. I think for me, jumping off of what you are saying, Jay, is yeah. Like I just I get on fire for just the the idea that we every single person was made to worship. Mm. Yeah like you are made in God's image. Part of what that means is you are a worshiper and not, you know, it doesn't matter if you can carry a tune or not. Like you're, you know, our lives are a, an expression of worship, yeah. but in this specific context of, of worship through music, um, you know, we are all created to, to respond to, to him. Um, and I, I just think like if you, if you miss this aspect, I think we're missing a a really huge opportunity again, coming back to just how we're we're wired and designed and, um, just the beauty, even if you're like, you know, you don't really appreciate music at all Mm -hmm. or your, you know, worship is, or music is kind of your life, like wherever you're at on that, on that pendulum, like you can't deny the impact that music has on, on people. And, um, it's, it's a really beautiful thing and a really beautiful way to, to engage him in that, you know, this isn't a, this isn't a man-made thing. This is, this is literally designed and created by our God who's infinitely creative. And the, the sheer thought of getting to engage him in that way is pretty mind blowing. If you really think about it, it's like, wow, God made this. He designed this. He's infinitely creative and we get to participate in this with him. Like when you start to actually think about that, yeah, it just kind of blows my mind. It's, Mm. it really is. And I think it's one of those things, you know, we take it for granted. We show up, we have our songs, we do our thing. And if we don't really stop to think about, man, what am I actually doing? Mm. I am, I'm in the presence of God. I get to sing these words. What do these words mean? Wow. I'm I'm singing about his goodness and what he's done in my life. Um, that should rock you. (laughs) That should impact you on a really deep level. And, and again, I think for me, um, you know, just the thing that God's kind of revealed to me over, over my life is just, there are times where I just need to be still. I need to come back to some of the simple things and, and it always includes, um, what I'm listening to and being in worship with him and, and Mm. reminding myself of who, who he is. And, um, You know, I think sometimes we're just so busy. We don't do that. Yeah.
3: Well, and I, uh, you know, something that I would teach on is just the act of surrender Mm. because in this day and age, we want control. We want Mm. to have have everything planned out just so, and to have those moments when I do fully surrender my my heart and my mind and my spirit to Jesus, it is so refreshing and um, you feel revived. And I think just trying to help others understand, you know, in any moment of your life to step back and say, I am surrendering myself to you, God, because I know that you will restore me. I know that you're going to pull me through whatever situation you're in or I'm in. And, um, and it's really, it's beautiful. I mean, literally every time I've completely surrendered to Jesus, I'm like, huh, I can breathe again or, you know, <laughs> it lightens the load a lot. So um, just to have that idea of surrender and um, it deepens your relationship with Jesus because you have, you build that trust. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I'd say being being willing to surrender.
0: I know this was a question for you guys, but I'm, I'm just going to answer this one because I feel like this is the lesson that I've learned over the years and even had to re-remind myself even recently about it is, worship is not about you. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good. Nor one, right? is it for you. Yeah. Right? Um and a phrase that comes into my head over the years more times than I would ever want it to and I'm embarrassed by the amount of times it's come in my head is oh, I don't I don't really like this song. Mm.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm <laughs> like and then I, I just remind myself, this song isn't for Nick. Right. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Nor is it for any single person in this room. That's and right. the question I should be asking is, wow. man, how do I use this song and utilize this song so that hopefully God enjoys it? You know, yeah. So that yes. God can appreciate it, that God feels. Um, that the, you know, I, I think of the passage, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing unto you, O God. Yeah. You know, are the words that I am singing or thinking or praying out, are those something that God finds acceptable? Because yeah. in the end, I like, I don't care. And I would encourage you that if you're like me and you have those thoughts, when you're like, oh, I don't really like this song. Yeah. yeah, It's not for you. I don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guess what? It's, no one picked it out for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was picked out for God. And I would encourage you that if you struggle with that pride issue that I struggle with yeah. to make everything about you when it's not, mm. you know, put that to death. Because mm. when well, that's something I have to more often than not remind myself of that, mm. yeah. I don't care whether you like the song or not, Nick. It's not for well, you. Yeah. We're repeating yeah. this
3: again for the 1,000 yeah. time. Sometimes you need to repeat something yeah. so it's engraved into your mind. And your I voice.
0: need it repeated often because so. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
3: I also like repetition because I'm like, oh, I can really close my eyes and I know what's coming next. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I don't have to worry about yes. <laughs> too many words. Okay. Oh, well, uh,
0: let's close out the podcast with a, a last thought uh, because maybe some of our, our listeners or viewers um, – Maybe they're struggling in their worship as it pertains to music mm. um, and maybe they want to make some adjustments, right? Maybe they want to sing louder, maybe they want to be more physically mm. expressive, maybe they want to be more creative in their worship
2: yeah
0: Is there any general advice you'd had for them, you you have for them um in taking a next step in being more worshipful mm. through music
3: mm. oh, I think um you know for me personally. Whenever I would feel like super reserved on a Sunday and like, I can't raise my hands here because people are going to look at me. Practice that at home. Practice um, being vulnerable in front of your family and saying, hey, I'm taking this time right now to worship. I'm just going to turn on some worship music and I'm just going to kneel on the ground and spend time with Jesus. Even if you don't know the words to the song or you don't really know what you're going to do, just being intentional about having that time and mm-hmm. whether it's in front of your kids or your spouse or, um, just family in general, friends. Um, uh, when you're driving in your car for me, like my, my girls will be like, mom, who are you talking to when I'm doing the dishes? But like, I'll, I'll pray out loud, um, to Jesus when I'm doing the dishes because, well, I know I need to get things finished, but also I know that I need to spend time with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, um, even for myself, like having those moments, like our girls will go outside and play and they'll be like, okay, now I can turn on the worship music and I'll kneel down and I'll just cry out to Jesus randomly, just cry, not because I'm sad, but because I'm so thankful. Um, and there have been moments where they've come back in the house and I'm like, Oh, I'm not doing anything weird right now. (laughs) But again, it's not for me. Just like you said, Nick, it's not for me. It's for Jesus. And it's my, um, my time with him and for him. And, it doesn't have to be hours long, even if it's for five minutes, even if it's um, a couple days a week, like that's okay, but carve out time for that. Because when you do, when you come on a Sunday and you're surrounded by fellow believers, you're that much more inspired and excited to respond in worship and have that sense of surrender because you've already built up that strength at home and that relationship and that that intimacy at home with Jesus. So it re- really starting at home is a huge, a huge step in your your worshipful response. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, yeah. If the only time you're listening to worship music or singing worship music is on a Sunday, is there any surprise that you know you might struggle to connect with a song? Yeah, I mean, and understand I mean, what the words are saying. Yeah, you know, and you
3: know. we have. I mean, the one beautiful thing about technology is we have access to thousands of worship songs. Uh,
0: maybe every. Worship Everyone. song ever recorded yeah, yeah. I mean you
3: can simply just yeah. say, Hey, play worship music. That's what I'll do half the time because it's not like I have a certain song in my mind, but I'll just say play this worship music and then I'll just sit in it and soak it in and think about the words. Um Yeah. So that's that's one thing that I do.
2: Yeah. I think going back to what you said about surrendering, Minda, um, mm-hmm. it's like the thought that I think through is like, what is a, what's a physical expression of what is going on in my heart? Mm. Um, you know, that's why, like for me and for a lot of people, when they raise their hands, like that's, it is a, it's a physical expression of what's going on in my heart, which is God, I'm surrendering, I'm surrendering to you. I'm surrendering my fears, my thoughts, my dreams, all those things like in worship for me, just hit your microphone. (laughs) Um, that's, that's why, um, that's happening. Mm. And, um, I think it's just like, maybe even just asking God the question, like, how can I, how can I physically express what is going on in my heart? And again, um, this is between you and God, right? Mm. This is not a, like we've been talking about over and over again. It's, it is not a, you need to do this because, um, this is what we want you to do, or this is what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, no, it's, it's a, uh, I think Jason said it too. It's like that conversation with that person. I really feel like I want to, like, I, like, I just have this thing inside of me that goes, I want to, I want to dance. I want to sing out. I want to do this, but I don't feel like I can. Yeah. Well, okay. If you, if God is prompting your heart to do that again, worship is about a response to him. It has nothing to do with anybody else around us. Mm-hmm. Let's respond and, yeah. and let's be willing to feel maybe a little bit silly in the moment. Yeah. Um, and like, just allow God to meet you there. I think is, is the big thing. Um, yeah. Again, yeah, it may feel a little awkward, but again, it's just, it needs to be coming from a place of, of God, how can I, how can I express to you what's going on inside of my heart? Um, I think it is a good place to start as well.
3: Well, when you do that, you have that chain reaction of, I mean, like, again, back to to my kids when they see me worshiping at home, which I'm not holy, I don't do it all the time. (laughs) But in those moments when I do then I've caught them worshiping at church or like even when we play a song at home, they'll raise their hands and they'll be like singing to Jesus. Not, you know, because I've explained to them, this is why I do it. Why do you sing this song? And, um, it's literally a ripple effect. If you do that on a Sunday too, around fellow believers, they'll have a little bit more courage to do the same. So don't, don't hold back. Don't be ashamed of it because it's you and your time with Jesus. So, Jay, you want to close this out?
1: Yeah, the physical expressions of worship were difficult for me. I was raised mm-hmm. in a very conservative background um where that just wasn't a thing. You, yeah. I was you, too,
0: in fact, we made fun of
1: yeah. Christians. Oh yeah, that totally, did that. totally. <laughs> y- you came in, you had the organ and the piano, you sang your hymns, you said amen and you sat down. There would be, yeah. you know, scattered amen's throughout from the the men and and that was it. <laughs> and um when we started attending a church where, which I thought was incredibly charismatic because someone <laughs> raised their hand Ooh, <laughs> oh boy. Um, was very uncomfortable for me. And, and I just remember thinking, I turned to cast I'm like we can't go here. <laughs> and so it was really foreign to me and I didn't understand it. It felt very fake and forced. Um, and sometimes it just takes somebody's analogy of why we do this to, to yeah. help with that. And even when I think about it, I'm like, I'm not even sure that that even makes a ton of sense. I mean, it does, but I'm not sure that's the end-all be-all explanation yeah. oh, of why no. we do yeah. this. Uh, But the pastor actually took time um, to, to explain, he said, Hey, maybe you're, you're new to worship and you're feeling uncomfortable with people raising their hands. And I just, I want you to understand, you know, like what's the first thing, like I liken it to like when a child runs up to his parents, you know, the first thing is like, he's lifting his hands that he wants to be held by his parents. And it was, he he explained this as explained as this physical expression of you know just wanting to be held by God and to give my worship and and I think that for whatever reason that in my brain was like, Oh, yeah, that's not yeah. so weird anymore, you know. Yeah. And when I think about it now I'm like, that's maybe not the best explanation of that, but just that that sense of but I always talk about and not to, to over use an example that we used earlier but like in a stadium you know like when you're at a, a football game and, and your team sca- scores a, a touchdown yeah. your first yeah. Yeah. thing is yes! Let's go. like yeah. hands up everyone you know yeah. 40,000 people and you are, and you yell. Are, are, yeah they're <laughs> high-fiving each other you're celebrating and, and that's just a celebratory response from humans is to yes. lift our hands for some reason and so uh, when I think of it that way. I'm like, yeah. I mean, if, if we were in a mental state where we understood who we were worshiping and why we were worshiping in some of the songs, when we get to certain parts of songs, I'm like, why, why aren't we worshiping right now? Yes. Like, why aren't we physically happy about what's happening? Yes. Cause it feels like those same moments that get manufactured by your team scoring the touchdown yes. or whatever. And, um, any, any moment of celebration. And so that that's what I would encourage people just to to not care about what people think because yeah. I'm convinced that our natural expression of worship is a physical expression of worship. It may not be the exact same physical expression of worship, but you see these word pictures in Revelation of what worship looks like in heaven, and it is anything except calm and subdued. Yes. Yep. It yes. is wild, and there's yeah. creatures flying and singing and yeah. seas of glass and lightning and thunder, like... It's a, this God is that we serve and worship is a God that deserves all of our praise and all of our expression. And so I think that's great, Minda, what what you said about starting at home and just maybe in front of the mirror, like as silly as that might sound to people, like practice doing that because then it becomes more natural when you're here. And it just takes one time of being obedient to the spirit to unlock the scaredness where you realize I didn't die. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> shot me because I the security team wasn't alarmed. Yeah. You know, like all the things that could happen. Yeah. Um, but That's where they want your hands anyway? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they they <laughs> want to see that. See you know, that makes them feel good. So do it for the security team. <laughs> <laughs> but no, don't do that. But but for real, I mean, it, it just takes breaking free of mm-hmm. the stigmatism that you have. Yeah. And the the insecurity you have of what's going to happen if I do this to realize that, in fact, nothing happened. And you probably feel a lot better because you expressed your worship in the way that you yeah. felt God was telling you to. And so um, there's nothing more that I love than to see people connecting yeah. with With worship. Yeah. And and so I would just encourage them if, if, and and even not just the physical expression, but just singing louder. Um, I mean, we, we run the music loud enough in here that you shouldn't worry about what you sound (laughs) like. Um, so, so I think you, you're free to sing as loud as you want and no one next to you is going to, to, to say anything about it, but there's, you guys can probably relate to this. There's something super special when we get to a song where maybe you see the singers back away from the microphones yeah. and we take our, our in ears out, we're doing that. Not, not for any other weird reason, but I just want to hear you guys sing. Like yes. I want to hear yeah. worship coming from the kind cause we can't hear all of that all the time. There's not yeah. that response that we get back if we don't see it. And so I love taking my in ears out and hearing God's church sing loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I would just encourage everyone just to continue doing that and being obedient to the spirit. Yeah, yeah. Cause
3: when you finally do release and surrender, you crave that. Yeah. Like you crave that, that moment and that time with Jesus when yeah. you're just, who cares? It's right. just me and Jesus. And it's it just, freeing. it feels, yes, it's so freeing and it feels so good. And, um, uh, just you, I literally feel weight lifted off of my shoulders and I'm like, ah, oh, my heart rate, it my heart rate's going down. Like I can just actually breathe and feel that closeness so it's yeah. it's beautiful it's hard to describe because it's the holy spirit so right
0: <laughs> well guys thank you so much for joining us yeah yeah, yeah it was super fun episode. i hope we thanks get you for do having it, us my eyebrows didn't
3: sweat too much <laughs> oh that's <laughs> good that's good
0: well uh thanks for sticking around and hanging out with us for this special worship uh podcast episode uh and uh you know we'll see you next time thanks bye <laughs> do you guys want to um do you guys want to do Goodbye in Harmony? Goodbye. Yes. Oh, goodbye. my. Yes. Okay, there you go.
2: All right. Low. wait. How are we going to do this? I don't Here. know if you want me to sing at all. Low. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. I'll we'll
2: let you guys All right. It. So, Jay. Oh, this us three. You're not going to do it? I'll jump in somewhere. Oh okay. You do it at the end. So, Jay, me, and then Min? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.
1: goodbye. Nice. (laughs) Little barbershop quartetis. Wow.